Hey, this morning, I'm really excited that I don't get, have to preach today. No, that's not it. <laughs> I'm really excited to have Teen Challenge with us because, yes. Hey, if, so some of you guys have been coming to serve here during the week. They come Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and have been doing yard work for us. And so, hey, if you've done that, if you've come here and worked and done that, would you stand up? That's awesome. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, thank you guys so much. So Teen Challenge is a, a group that's local. In fact, if you actually walked right out these doors, and I think you, if you almost went straight through the woods and swam through Lake Young's, You'd come out on the other side to where their house is, and so um, they're in our neighborhood, and we just love having them here, and um, they're family. You guys are family. You really are. And sometimes, some of you guys live in other states, and when you graduate, you'll go back, but if you don't graduate, well, you will graduate. Um, and your locals, hang out with us. We'd love to have you. So, uh, you know, we help out missionaries all over the world, and we do that intentionally. I mean, so we're in Zambia. We're, in, we're just all over the world. It's really cool. But we're also right here. And so Echo Glen, we, we're helping. In, by the way, Echo Glen is the children's prison that's like 20 miles from us. I just received an email this week. They're beginning to open up. And they're asking us, the church, if we would come and help them. Wow. So it's cool. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Just to go and love on kids who have made some really rough decisions and been, their lives have been just really hard. And so we get to go and, and walk alongside them and love them. And we love Teen Challenge. We, we buy them Christmas presents, but we don't only do that. We want to just be in, invest in you guys year-round. And so we really appreciate you guys being here and hanging out with us. You bring life here. I want you to know that. They come every prayer and worship night. Um, they outnumber the church our church, you know, and so, uh, but they bring life here because what the things that God is stirring in them and what he's doing in them. And so I want to invite up Brian. Brian's going to come up. Go ahead, hop up, hop up there. He's going to lead us in a song this morning. And uh, you thought you were done. You know. And so he's going to lead us. And then uh, Philip's going to come up after that. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Kind of nervous. Um, I don't know why. Um, maybe because I haven't really done this in a while. Uh, played a song for anybody besides the Teen Challenge guys. But um, the song that I'm about to do uh, is by Hillsong United, The Stand. It's something that stuck with me uh, when I became a youth pastor. Uh, they asked me to sing a song. I was like, this is the first song that came to my mind. But it stuck with me through all those years just to help me, encourage me to go through what I went through, that, you know, what God did for me and how he carried me through all that, all of the midst of it. And now it's just, what can I do for God? So hope you enjoy it. Sing along. Praise be in his presence. Sin weighed upon your shoulders. 
I want to come down here today. Hey, we're having uh, awesome weather. You guys like that? Yeah? Summer in the springtime. Nothing wrong with that. 
Well, my name's uh, Phil Martin, and I'm the outreach coordinator for Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, I'm based at the men's campus here, uh, where Kevin said he could literally probably walk there in about five, ten minutes. But um, been with the organization for about two years now, and uh, been in ministry for a long time. My family here in the area for well over 30 years. Uh, been in local church ministry, missions, all of that. So we've been around the area, around the world for for a long time. So. Um, Love Teen Challenge, known about them for a long time. They used to actually come through our church um, several years ago, and so I'd known about them for a long time. We first, uh, my dad and I came to Teen Challenge probably 10 years ago, and uh, we spoke on a Tuesday night for uh, one of the classes and just shared with the guys and prayed for them. And so that's the first time I actually encountered the guys at our center. Um, so I've been familiar with it for quite some time. We had a different director, you know, at the time. So um, been seeing a lot of things uh, over the years, and it's just been awesome to see uh, everything that God is doing. Uh, how many of you, just by a show of hands, I'm sure it's quite a few, but how many of you are familiar with Adult and Teen Challenge? Okay. You guys make my job easy today. Um, but uh, we've been around since 1960, uh, founded by David Wilkerson in New York City. And uh, really just, uh, he got involved with uh, gang members um, and got involved with their court cases, um, found out about their drug and alcohol addiction, you know, all of that, and basically just tried to, he had a desire to help them. And that's really how Teen Challenge was birthed. Um, and so now we have centers uh, all over the world, uh, you know, here in the U.S. Uh, we're a part of the Northwest uh, Adult and Teen Challenge uh, chapter. So we have centers here in Washington, uh, Idaho, Montana, Alaska, Oregon, uh, all over the place for men, women, and uh, also for uh, teen adolescent girls. And so uh, God's been doing an awesome work, and uh, he continues to do that. So we just want to say thank you today. Uh, for your continued support. Uh, RCC has been extremely supportive of us. Pastor Cindy up here, uh, she volunteers with us. Let's give Cindy a hand. She does a lot of work for, for the organization. I really mean that. And uh, we really could not do what we do at the center without her. Uh, she provides a lot of support for our guys um, and for uh, our team. And so it just uh, it goes without question that uh, she does a lot of work. And so thank you, Cindy, for, for everything you do for us. And Pastor Kevin, Dana, Krista, I'm sure there's a lot of others in the church here. Um, you guys have just done a lot for us. And so we're just extremely supportive uh, and appreciative of your uh, support for us. So thank you, Kevin, for everything that you guys do. Brian, that was awesome, by the way. Church, can we just, uh, I just feel in my spirit that we're supposed to pray for Brian. Can we just pray for Brian real quick? Father, we thank you for, uh, Brian, we thank you for all the guys here, um, Lord, with Teen Challenge today. Just thank you for everything you're doing in our center, in their lives. Lord, we thank you for just the deposits that you've made uh, in their life, the, the work that you're doing, Lord. I just thank you for Brian right now. Lord, I thank you for the call that you placed on his life. I believe it's for ministry, uh, for worship uh, as one of those, uh, but also maybe uh, potentially working with youth. Um, I know he's expressed that to me even. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just uh, solidify that call um, in his life, Lord, as he's still continuing on through his program, Lord, and his sobriety, Lord, just in his relationship with you and in, in, uh, just walking uh, that out every day, Lord. I pray that you would just continue to also solidify the call uh, for ministry uh, on his life, Lord. We just thank you for what you're doing. Just give him a peace, give him assurance, Lord, that you're there with him every step of the way. Lord, and you're right on time. You're never late. Lord, you're right on time. And so, Lord, we thank you that you already see, Lord, the future. Lord, you see the plans you have for him. And, Lord, I just thank you uh, for the gifts that you've given him and for everybody in here, Lord. We just thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, uh, we have centers uh, in those states. And so really what uh, the guys, the women, they live there for a full year. We're a full uh, one-year faith-based residential recovery program. Uh, for those who are coming out of addiction, we also say other life-controlling problems, you know, they have, that's why they have their addiction is because they have other, you know, issues, right, that, and there's, we also have an enemy, and, you know, the enemy lies to us, the enemy brings us around wrong people that we shouldn't be around, he confuses us, he causes confusion, right, he's the author of confusion, so there's a lot of things that can happen and what leads people to addiction, and so we really treat uh, the root causes, and that's what Cindy does a lot when they're counseling and their mentoring sessions, Dana and others that come and teach and pray for and mentor. Um, it really is we want to deal with the root causes um, of their addiction, not just the addiction itself. And so that's 
I believe at the foundation of our program, which is why we have the success rate that we have, is because we really believe that Jesus can transform lives. And so they have the, we have the ministry aspect, and we also have the practical aspect of our ministry, which is great as well, which is really teaching them about hard work and accountability, being prompt to work every day, just, you know, having a relationship with one another. Um, and all those. So we teach them, you know, those types of things practically, but we also teach them about, you know, the word of the Lord. And that really is what we want them to to experience is just the presence of Jesus every single day and in their life. And so that's what makes us different is that we preach Jesus and we teach them about the ways of the Lord. And so that's why we have the success rate that we do have. So those that go through our program and they fully complete um, we publicize that it's about an 80% success rate for those who go through our program. They do not relapse again. And so it's just an awesome thing um, just to see the work, you know, that Jesus is doing. So on Sundays um, in the program, they're in church here at RCC. We do a lot with SRC as well, Seattle Revival Center, um, and some other churches. If I'm out traveling and we're, you know, speaking in churches on Sundays, we bring the guys with us. They share their testimonies, and um, we just talk about Jesus. We talk with people, you know, out at the table. We just help just give back to the church and the community. And so they're involved with me um, on Sundays, and that's really a church day. Uh, we give them some time off after church just to rest, maybe have some mentoring, counseling, um, and just, you know, take some time off on Sundays just to refresh. Uh, we believe strongly in that, that we don't just want to keep them busy all the time, but they need time of reflection and just to process, you know, what the Lord is doing and just to rest too. So we believe in that. Monday through Thursday, uh, they are at their work vocational sites. So it could be painting, landscaping, um, you know, stuff like that. So we have different uh, opportunities for them, different partners that we work with. So that's where they learn about just being prompt to work every day. And uh, just working together as a team, they learn about accountability. Um, and then also uh, the money that comes in from our work vocational partners, that helps to offset the expense for their tuition cost as well. So it is also a way that they can benefit uh, financially just to help them help pay their way through the program. So it's just an awesome thing uh, that they're a part of. Through the evenings, they're in classes uh, throughout the week. Uh, Cindy teaches some of those, Dana and others uh, that come, other pastors and leaders uh, come and from different nonprofit organizations as well just to teach um, our guys. Some of it has to do with relapse prevention. Some of it's biblical-based teaching. Um, there's a lot that we go through and we teach them. So they have classes. Uh, Friday is more of a whole class day, so they're literally in class most of the day. Uh, Saturday is a day for outreach with me in the community, and so we go out. And uh, we work with the homeless or, you know, we'd help uh, with a church cleanup project. We've been out here helping with the project with Kevin a few times uh, for outreach and the guys throughout the week. So different things like that, just different ways that we can uh, help share our faith with the community. We can help just in real practical ways, just bless the community. We believe in teaching our students about the power of serving and just uh, about giving back and just sharing the love of Jesus and just giving back what they've received. We've, we firmly believe in that. And so that's on Saturday. So we keep them busy throughout the whole week. Um, it's a real well-rounded program. It's a faith-based program. Um, and so it's just amazing the things that we are doing. Um, I'm going to play a video here in just a minute. I have a couple of videos, actually. One talks a little bit about our comprehensive approach. I'll let the video talk, so it'll talk some about just our different aspects of our ministry. And then also a video right after that, I'll play two videos, um, is going to be about our sponsorship program. And so one of the ways that you can help partner with us and other people in the community partner with us is to help sponsor a student. Um, it's $45 a month, um, or if you want to give above and beyond that, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, but basically, you get a profile card, you know, of the student. Um, you get a picture of them. You can pray for them. You can attend certain events like their completion service um, and stuff like that. So it's a great opportunity. Um, we can talk more at the table if you guys have more questions about that. But I want to show you a video. You'll hear from some people in our program that have just benefited strongly uh, from our sponsorship program. It's one thing for, you know, myself or Joseph here is another staff member or those who work with to care for our students. But it's another thing when people from the community come and they support uh, the work of Teen Challenge and they really support our guys. It says a lot to our students when people they don't even know help to financially sponsor them and pray for them and just really support them throughout their recovery journey for that year. Um, so I wanna show you a little bit about that uh, just so you guys have some information. So why don't we go ahead and roll, let's roll the comprehensive approach video here real quick and then I will come back up. In 1958, David Wilkerson traveled to New York City to preach the gospel to teenage gangs. He quickly recognized that drug and alcohol addiction was consuming the lives of the youth. Adult and Teen Challenge was founded to address the growing addiction epidemic. 
And today the need is greater than ever, and everything we do always comes back to our primary mission, to make disciples. We want to put hope within reach of every addict. In 1983, Mike Hodges opened the first campus in Oregon, and now the Adult and Teen Challenge Pacific Northwest Family of Ministries has expanded to five states throughout the region. For the last four decades, we have been growing and refining our approach to the discipleship process. We recognize that people need more than just sobriety. They need every area of their life to be transformed by the gospel. So we offer a comprehensive approach to recovery. At the core of our ministry is our residential recovery program. When students walk through our doors, they meet Jesus. And when they meet Jesus, the transformation process begins. Within the structure of a campus and in the community of peers and our staff, they develop spiritual disciplines. They learn how to pray, how to study scripture, how to worship, and how to be lifelong disciples of Christ. And as their faith grows, they find freedom. Addiction creates complex behavioral health challenges, so we have integrated Life Renewal to provide state-approved counseling by our own professionally trained addiction counselors. Our students participate in individual and group therapy, and our counselors equip them with the tools they need to heal from their past and apply biblical principles to their lifelong recovery. We were designed to work, created to be productive, so our vocational training program helps our students establish the skills needed to be productive members of our society. Our thrift stores, work crews, and other vocational experiences teach important life skills, teamwork, leadership, stewardship, and integrity. We help students discover the joy of an honest day's work. And rather than sitting on the sidelines during their recovery, they build confidence as they put their new skills into practice. Discipleship is not just about learning the gospel, but also living it out. David Wilkerson founded this ministry on outreach. So Hope Outreach gives our students the opportunity to discover the joy of serving, to give back to their community, and to deliver hope beyond our campus walls. We work with local partners to bring compassion to our communities. Our students share their stories to bring prevention and awareness to local schools. We establish community discipleship groups for those in recovery, and we share the hope we have found in Christ through evangelism. At Adult and Teen Challenge, our comprehensive approach to recovery is allowing us to broaden our reach and improve outcomes for our students. Our comprehensive approach helps us put hope within reach of every addict and make lifelong disciples. So that's just a little bit about uh, our ministry. Just want to be able to show you that it gives a real uh, well-rounded picture um, of what we do, who we are, um, and what it looks like uh, throughout the week. And so uh, wanted to be able just to, to give you that. Why don't we go ahead, let's air the sponsorship video uh, real quick. I just want you to hear a little bit about our sponsorship program. And then um, I will come back up for a brief moment. I'll introduce our first student. Um, and then we're going to have three testimonies uh, for you guys. I want you guys to hear directly from our students. All right, roll it. My name is Stephanie, and I'm from Brownsville. Hi, my name is Adam. My name is Jason. My name is Joseph. Faustino. Amanda. I was addicted to heroin and meth. Drug of choice was opiates in general. Bulimia, and then I masked that with severe alcohol. Meth and heroin. Addiction was like walking through hell. The darkest time in my life. It's very hard, and it's lonely. Chaos everywhere, depression all the time, and anger 24-7. My whole family had abandoned me because of all of the pain and suffering I'd caused. And I really had no drive or no hope or just no purpose of living. I viewed myself as um, a junkie. I saw myself as worthless. I saw myself as um, I deserved to live under that bridge. The Adult and Teen Challenge program for me was, was a place of peace, a place where I could finally find out who I was, who I was intended to be, and who honestly God created me to be. The program was easy for me to be in, but it required change and that was the hard part for me. It was difficult, but it was worth it. No pun intended, it's challenging. It's definitely a beautiful uh, process, but it's in no terms easy. The hardest year ever, but the best. I found who I was without, without drugs, without alcohol, without an eating disorder. I learned that I'm chosen, that I'm accepted, 
that I'm loved. God is a God of forgiveness, of mercy, of grace. I found freedom from the chains that I'd worn my entire life. And I learned that my past does not define me. My identity now and forever is I'm a child of God. I look to his word and the truth and not to the lies of the enemy. Honestly, it's all because of Jesus. Before, I was a dirtbag. The trust that people have for me now. Um, nobody trusted me before I came in this program. And now I'm responsible for a, a campus, um, men's lives. God has entrusted me with a lot. And um, 12 years ago, that would not have been the case. Sponsorship was an anchor in this wild program. The sponsorship program is, is designed to help people get through the program that can't financially afford it. It helps students know that there is someone out there who cares about them and is praying for them. It was humbling, but it was also, I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why somebody who didn't know me would want to pray for me. It was amazing because I had burnt a lot of bridges in my past and that I didn't think anybody cared enough to pray for me or want me to do better. And having a sponsor, I saw that there are people that cared. I've seen guys who were on the brink of the edge, about to leave, and they received a letter from their sponsors, which gave them hope to stay another day. To any of those sponsors out there that are listening that may have sponsored me, I want to say thank you. I would like to say thank you to all of my sponsors. They, they all made a difference. There was days when when I wanted to give up and I wanted to quit, and I know it sounds cliche, but they sent that letter and they listened to God's voice and told me exactly what I needed to hear in that moment that kept me, kept me going, kept me focused on the bigger picture and staying. They help uh, give that hope to somebody that doesn't have hope. You make it possible for people like me. Thank you to all of our current sponsors. You guys keep this program up and operational, so we can't thank you enough. If you're considering on sponsoring a student, it can help change a life. Help save a life. Help change a life. Put hope within reach. So that's a little bit about our sponsorship program. Um, if after seeing that, um, or just hearing me talk about it a little bit, if you are thinking at all um, that that's something that you would be interested in doing if the Lord's uh, prompting you to do so, uh, we can chat more um, at the table after the service, and I'll just give you more information um, about that and uh, pray with you, answer any questions you have, and uh, we would really appreciate that um, if you at all find that in your heart to do. Um, what we say at Teen Challenge is we put hope within reach of every addict, meaning that we put Jesus in reach, Right of every addict. And church, where would all of us be? if, Even if we've never struggled with addiction, where would we be without Jesus? We'd be lost. We'd be confused, right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't be forgiven, would we? We'd be lost. And so we all need Jesus. We've all needed Jesus. We will always need Jesus. And so everybody in here, even once they graduate from the program and they move on to that next chapter, they still need Jesus. And so that's what this is all about. It's, it's starting them off on that journey of faith uh, with the Lord. And so with that, um, I want to introduce um, our first student. I'm going to have Keith uh, go ahead and come on up. Let's give Keith a hand. So Keith, uh, I believe has been with us just a few weeks, um, not very long. So he is a newer student of ours. Um, he does a lot of work uh, for us. He does a lot of work in our laundry room. Um, at the center and just helps the guys with, with all their laundry. That's kind of his assignment throughout the week. Um, and also, he's done just a great job of helping to clean up uh, parts of the center throughout the week when some of the other guys are at their work sites um, and all that. So um, just in the short time that he's been here, um, I've already let our leadership team know how of an amazing job he's doing. Um, it's just remarkable to see where he's already come from in the short time that he's been there. Um, and so I hope you're encouraged uh, by his story. Um, he'll probably take the next three to five minutes and just share with you what the Lord is doing on his heart, okay? Let's welcome Keith. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for this opportunity to come here and share a part of my testimony with you. Uh, like Phil has said, I am new to the program. This is uh, the first time 
sharing any or getting a bit of my testimony out to somebody else. I'm a grateful recovering addict and alcoholic. My name is Keith, and uh, I grew up in a troubled home. Um, by the age of 14, I was at the point where I was already drinking and smoking and using narcotics to escape uh, the pain and the reality of the troubled home. Both my parents were severe alcoholics and uh, pretty abusive. I left home at 15, and uh, within that short year, I was like one of those that were talking about, one of the youth that were in a correctional facility at a young age. And things went downhill pretty fast between those years until my mid-20s. I had my first child. That was the first time when I really tried to dedicate myself to making a change. Um, the first time I went to inpatient and treatment, I was 16 years old. I woke up in detox on September 11th, 2001. And I knew that day that my life was changing, but so was the whole world. In those next few years, I gave it a, a thorough and serious attempt to make difference in my life, but some other circumstances and things came up that, uh, kept knocking me backwards, and I kept falling back into alcohol as my false idol. It was my escape, the way that I was able to cope with things. I was living a sinful life, spent many years in jails, hospitals, psych wards, institutions, treatment centers, and none of them have done anything compared to what the short amount of time that I've had here with the Adult Teen Challenge Approaching the aspect of addiction and those other treatment centers, it was great. It opened up uh, my eyes to a lot of things, but none of them were faith-based. None of them were including Jesus in them. And coming here, the moment I walked in that door, it was completely different. I knew right away that it was a, a safe place, a warm home, and that I was surrounded by people that sincerely cared. I, uh, leading up to here, had quite a tough year in the last two years, actually, since August 2019 to January 2020. I lost both my grandmother's stepfather and my father. Um, I relapsed after having almost three years clean, and uh, it was tough. I went back to treatment, and when I got out... Um, Enough had been enough, and I lost my spouse, my children, my home, my job, my car, and everything had, at that point, gone down the drain. And, uh, yeah, I was feeling pretty hopeless. I was feeling alone. I was in a dark place. And after that, uh, I don't know, about a month ago, I hit a new rock bottom. I did something that I've always told myself I'd never do. I drank and I drove, and I got pulled over for a DUI. And thank God that uh, nobody was injured or anything worse. But I went to jail, and at that point in time, I thought I was going to be gone for quite some time. But an angel, and I believe nothing but that, an angel came, and I was supposed to go to court in the morning. And the judge said, no, your course has been striked. Head back to your cell. And within an hour, a lady, she couldn't tell me who she was, who she was affiliated with, came to visitation, and uh, she had looked over everything that I've been through and said, I don't believe that you need to be punished anymore. I think you need help. So together we called Adult Teen Challenge, and uh, it was just a sign from God. I knew that it was time. I prayed with the lady after talking to Frank and Sam that work at our Renton location, and they said that uh, when you get out, Whenever that may be, give us a call, and we have a place for you. We want to help you change. Um, the lady that came through, we prayed together, and she left. And I went back to my cell. And within an hour, a guard came and opened the door and said, you're being released. I never saw a courtroom about it or anything yet. And I knew that it was just God saving my life one more time. 
it was a, an intervention, and he'd done his part, and it was time for me to do mine. So as soon as I got out, I, uh, without hesitation, packed my bags and arranged a ride and made it here. I surrendered completely. I gave, gave up all the control that I've been trying to hold on to, and I was blessed on Good Friday to be baptized in the Lord's name. And uh, it's amazing, in just these short weeks, the amount of hope I have, the amount of love I feel, the amount of just joy, joy I haven't felt in a long time. And it's because of this program and these guys and the community that I'm able to come to now and feel involved with and speak to people. I'm just hopeful now. I, I see a future that uh, I, I didn't in the past. And I'm not sure exactly what the Lord has in plan for me, but I know it's going to be something quite tremendous and beautiful, something way better than I've ever experienced in my life before. And it's only going to get better from here on out. I know that. So I just want to say thank you guys for coming in and letting me share a bit of that story with you. Um, the last part I'm going to share with you is a piece of scripture that stuck out to me. And it's going to be in Reminations. It's 3 from 22 to 26. And it's the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin fresh each morning. I, stay, I, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him and to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just, I feel that surrender has got me that salvation. And I'm just hopeful and grateful. And I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, here comes another testimony from another student. So thank you. That's amazing. Church, can we just stretch our hands to him? Let's pray for him. Father, we thank you for Keith. Lord, we just thank you for the work that you're doing in his life. Father, I thank you just in the short time that he's been in our program that you've already begun to reveal yourself to him. Lord, you've been able to uh, just give him peace uh, in his circumstances. Lord, we just thank you that you are the God of provision. Lord, you're providing for him, Lord, and what he needs right now. And so, Lord, I just pray you continue to uh, just meet him right where he is. Lord, we already know you're right on time, Lord. You're not late. And so, Father, he's right where he needs to be. He's right where you want him to be right now. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would just continue to minister to him. Lord, continue to make yourself real uh, to him every single day. Lord, just uh, reassure him that he's never alone, that he can always rely on you. Lord, we just thank you. Uh, for who you are, for what you do, for what you've already done, for what you're continuing to do in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Next up, we have Chris. Let's give Chris a hand. Good morning. Um, I'm a fairly new student at uh, Teen Challenge. I've been there for about a little over three months, almost three and a half months. If you haven't guessed, I'm the reason why they put adult. <laughs> adult and teen challenge. You know, the gray hair, they had, to, they had to do that. Just for me, so I'd feel good. Um, you know, born and raised in, in Southern California, um, family of five. Uh, and, it, you know, it's, there's a common thread here where, you know, we've all come from broken homes and abusive uh, families. My dad was <clears throat> pretty abusive, um, physically, mentally, and the things that we had to watch as kids really didn't um, conduce for a, a happy childhood. But, um, you know, we were brought up in the uh, Catholic Church, and um, there's still things that I'm going through with that. Uh, I didn't know that you could suppress so many memories. I just thought, Oh, we remember everything that's ever happened to us, but um, the Holy Spirit this past week has really been been on me to uh, dive into this a little more. Uh, Jan has come to the house a couple different times, and she's prophesied over me and said that there is a uh, something that I need to get past, you know, from my past, and she said it twice already. And so 
I know it's, it's time. So I'm, that's something I'm going to I'm going to work on. And I'm going to work through. Um, but at, at the age of, of about 15, I moved. We moved away from my dad because he had just gone off the deep end and put my mom in the hospital and put himself in the hospital in lieu of going to to jail. So we left him, moved to Riverside, California. But that's when I dove really hard into my addiction. 15 years old is. 35 years ago. Um, so it's been something that I've been dealing with for a long time. Um, and, you know, it's mainly been alcohol, but at that time it was uh, some harder drugs. Um, but the alcohol, you know, kicked the harder drugs, but the alcohol stayed with me for 35 years. And uh, also smoking. And uh, I knew there was a problem, but, you know, on paper I looked okay. You know, I, I was one of the, I guess you call it a functioning alcoholic. I don't know how much of that is true, but on paper, I was fine. Owned a couple of homes, beautiful family, was divorced twice, um, have three beautiful boys. Um, but everything started just going downhill about 10 years ago after my second divorce, um, losing contact with my kids, um, started losing contact with family, and it was all due to my addiction. So I know I needed a change, and so I've always wanted to live in this type of a, you know, I, was, I wanted to be in the mountains. You know, being from Southern California, being in this concrete jungle, it didn't, wasn't for me, you know. I wanted to be out in the wilderness. That's my church. Um, so I came out here. I had a friend that moved out here about 20 years ago, he said, you know, why don't you come on out? I'll put you to work. I have a home that I'm re renovating. And I thought, okay, you know, let me get away from the things down there in uh, California. Maybe I can work on myself a little better. Um, and you know what? To back up a little bit, I've had a, to go through a lot of different um, things in my life as far as trying to kick this disease. Um, I've been in and out of treatment programs, just like a lot of us have. Um, Right before I had moved up here, I had gotten fed up with everything. I had quit everything cold turkey, prescription medications, along with, you know, mood-altering medications and alcohol. Quit it all at one time. A week later, my <clears throat> body went into a, um, had a reaction to it. It was living off of it for 35 years. So I actually ended up in a coma. And um, they didn't think I was going to make it. So uh, I was in a coma for about four days, waking up in the hospital. And I had the uh, uh, three heads of the hospital at my bedside. And I was told they never, you never see them together. And they happened to be in front of me when I woke up. So I, I knew, I knew that this is just the wrong area, the wrong place for me. And that's when I came out here. But it didn't stop me, of course didn't stop my, you know, I wasn't in the right place yet. Um, about a month and a half after moving out here, my dad passed away, which I really didn't have a relationship with for about 20 years anyway, but it was something I was trying to mend before I came out here. He didn't want to mend it, fine, but I fell further into my addiction after he passed away. And, you know, I found myself in the basement of my friend's house that I was help renovating, no carpet, sleeping on an air mattress, and couldn't function because I was drunk constantly. He had a brother that went through this program that, in fact, we all went to high school together. That's how long I've known him. And he told me, hey, well, I have uh, this friend of mine, Frank Gomez. He's the uh, coordinator, and he runs Teen Challenge over here in, in Renton. My brother, Sergio, went through the program. Why don't we go talk to him? I was like, okay, you know, well, you have to have your COVID test. And I was like, oh, an excuse. <laughs> okay, my excuse. I, I milked that for about five days. But, I, you know, I went there January 5th, um, 10 o'clock in the morning of this year, and I haven't left. And been clean and sober ever since. And I think that, you know, thank you. Thank you. I think the key to it is it's, it's, it's a faith-based program. Um, 
And I really wasn't sure, given my experience in the past <clears throat> with organized religion, um, didn't know if I, this was going to work for me. So I remember being here on a Thursday, sitting in that seat right over there on a, on a worship night, and I was telling, I was praying to God. I said, you know, let me know if you're real. Are you listening to me? Uh, I, need, I need this. I need to know. And it's so funny because the week prior to that, I was going to the store with one of the other students that is no longer with the program right now. But I, I, I love to eat mints, right? I love mints. And uh, I ran out of mints, right? So that was bothering me. But, and then I, we were at the store, and I was like, you know, I, I'm craving those, um, those sour candies like Sour Patch Kids or whatever it was. Something, and I didn't pray for those. Nothing like that. I was just thinking about it, and I made it vocal. Came here and prayed, hey, show me that you're, that you're real, that you're listening to me, and then I'll dive in 100%. Right. Of course, we give conditions to everything, right? Um, anyways, the next morning, we get donations at the facility. You know, uh, People are very generous to this organization, and um, guess what shows up the very next morning? Big box of mints. Big box of mints. Four big boxes with four cases in each box of Sour Patch Kids. Well, they're not Sour Patch Kids, but they're like them. I was like, that's good enough. You know? We still have a lot of those. I see people eating them still. So I was like, okay, this is, you are listening. You know, there's something so small that I didn't, I didn't pray for it. I thought, okay, he's only listening when I pray. No, he listens all the time, yeah. you know, so that happened, and so I gave myself to the Lord on uh, January 17th. I was baptized. And, and since then, he's, he's been working in my life. He's restored some relationships that I thought were unmendable. Um, you know, with my kids. Uh, there's still one I'm working on, my oldest boy. He's a little stubborn like his dad, but um, hopefully that'll come around soon. Um, and then when I, when I was baptized, you know, a, a verse came out to me, and it was 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So that really stuck with me. Um, just the, this program, I don't think I would have ever gotten to this point in my life if it wasn't for it. I, I thought, I hear the word teen, and I'm like, oh, that's not me, you know, I'm not a teen. I should be able to, you know, I've, I've raised a family, I've had a couple homes, I should be able to kick this thing, but... It's difficult. It's hard. And if it wasn't for this program, I don't think I would have done it. And, you know, it's a battle daily for us. Um, you know, am I staying? Am I going? Um, but the best thing that I've ever done is, is stayed in the program. And I, I hope to be able to mentor and help some other students in, here in the future. Um, but, you know, thank you for letting me share with you guys. And I do want to leave you with a a verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Thank you. That's his first time. Can you believe it? Sharing his testimony. Seems like he's been doing it for years. Chris, that was awesome. You did an awesome job. Can we pray for Chris? Father, we thank you for Chris. Lord, we just thank you for everything you're doing in his life. Lord, for how far you brought him in uh, three, four months, Lord, that he uh, accepted you in January, has gotten baptized. Lord, we just thank you for all the transformation uh, that's taken place, and we just pray, Lord, that your continued work uh, would just uh, keep moving forward um, in Chris's life as he just is in your word, um, as he's at the uh, just serving at the house as he's in his counseling, mentoring sessions. Lord, you would just continue to reveal uh, yourself to him more and more each day. And Lord, you would just continue to show your faithfulness. 
um, in his life and that he would recognize um, just your goodness uh, every day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Chris is, as of Tuesday of this week, will be one of our sponsorship students. Um, I'll be signing him up for that. So if you are not sponsoring a student and you want to sponsor Chris or you know someone who wants to sponsor Chris, um, we will sign you up as Chris's sponsor if you want to sponsor Chris. But uh, we'll be doing that this week. Brian, everybody knows you, so why don't you just come up and uh, share your testimony. Let's welcome Brian again. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Chris, you know I said uh, you must be the reason why they call it adult. If that be the case, I must be the reason why they call it teen. But... <laughs> So, my name is Brian. Um, I'm 31 years old. I was born and raised in a small town called Othello, east of here. Um, I was raised most of my life by my dad, uh, along with my two brothers and my sister. Um, I was about four years old when my mom, my mom left. Whew, I'm a little nervous right now. I don't know why. <laughs> so, I was in and out of relationships um, because of my mom leaving. I, I realized I had abandonment issues. And I just wanted to be loved by a woman-like figure. My dad wasn't the best father growing up. He was abusive to me mentally, physically, and emotionally. So all that built up, all that trauma, all that abandonment built up in me. And to cope with all the pain, I started using drugs. Started using cocaine and drinking at the age of 16. In 2013, I got married. And shortly after, 2014, I was abandoned by my wife and got divorced. So... To cope with all that pain, to cope with my divorce, instead of running to God, I ran to my addiction. I got clean and sober when I found out what I was going to be a dad. I was so happy. It was filled with joy. But shortly after, my, my girlfriend and I, we lost our baby at five months. So to deal with that, I ran to my addiction again. Started using meth, started using heroin, started using cocaine, and then... Just drugs destroyed our relationship. And shortly, I was just out in the streets, homeless, with nowhere to go. I was out in the streets for about three years, just being lost, being strong in my addiction, just being tied, being chained, and not, not knowing nowhere to go. But during that time, I felt like God was trying to find me. Ezekiel 34, 11 through 12 says, For this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I would be like a shepherd looking for a scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places that they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. So the best thing I could ever done was just give up and surrender myself to God. And I came to Teen Challenge, Adult Teen Challenge, in December 4th of 2020. And it was the best thing that I could ever done because I, I was born and raised in church. I used to be a youth pastor. And, like, being in Teen Challenge, I started to get to know God like I've never be had before in my entire life. God's revealing to me things that I, man, man I'm not, I don't even understand. But, you know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understandings. In all your ways, submit to him and he'll set your path straight again. So I, I just do it. I surrender to be under authority. You know, God's remolding my DNA to be the godly man I'm called to be. And it's amazing. It's an amazing journey. I don't know how, like, to express this. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. I got, I got baptized with Chris January 7, 17, 2021. So, thank you. <laughs> you know, being in this program, you know, yeah, uh, Adult and Teen Challenge is a stepping stone to a sobriety, a recovery. But what comes with it, it's just amazing. Like, just finding God, learning that Jesus is your foundation. Learning that there's nothing in this world that can save you from all the pain and trouble that you've been through. But only Jesus can. And it's amazing. It's wonderful. You know, finding, you know, Phil was talking about 
me being called to ministry. I'm learning that I am, that I'm chosen. Like Psalms 4, 4, 3 says, but know that the Lord has set apart for himself who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call out to him. And I'm finding what it means to take those initiative steps. What do I need to do? What do I need to do daily to challenge myself to be that? Or to speak life into other people, to edify one another, and just be that pillar, that foundation for others. Isn't that what we're called for? To edify one another? Yeah, amen, right? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to preach. <laughs> so, after teen, I don't know what I'm going to do after Teen Challenge, but I, I do feel like I'm called to ministry. I do feel like I'm called to intern here. Maybe become staff, I don't know. But I'd like to leave you this. Luke 15, 3-7 says, Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he does, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who does not need to repent. So I'd like to thank you all for giving me this opportunity to share my testimony. Thank you and God bless. Let's pray for Brian. He gets a double portion today. Father, we thank you for Brian. Lord, we just pray that you would just continue uh, your work in him and through him. Lord, we thank you for that call to ministry that you would just begin to uh, prepare him uh, for that. Lord, he's got the gift, Lord, and I believe you're just refining uh, other parts um, of him in his life right now so that when he's in that role, Lord, he stands strong in that role for you, for others. Lord, so just continue your work uh, in his life, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would just continue to uh, work in him daily. In Jesus' name, everybody said Let's give him a hand one more time. So after, after all that, um, if you guys have any further questions about the ministry, um, just what we do throughout the week, um, you can come see me at the table right outside the doors. Um, I'm happy just to chat with you a little bit more. Uh, we have some different ways that you can also volunteer with us. Um, if you're interested in uh, just making any kind of in-kind donations too, we have, you know, we always need something <laughs> at the house, whether it's clothes or uh, just uh, items for the center. Paper towels, Cindy says. <laughs> Toilet paper, all that kind of stuff. So um, if you're interested, I have a list back there I can give you, you can take with you if you have something that you want to help us with in that regard. But uh, RCC, we truly appreciate um, your support. Uh, I already know that you know that. But uh, I just want to reiterate that one more time as a part of our staff, that uh, we really appreciate your support. Definitely our guys do. And uh, Pastor Kevin, with that, you can come back up. And uh, thank you, everybody. Right, thanks, man. That's awesome. Good Sunday, church. You guys have endured, but we're going to hang on for just one more, just another few seconds. Hey, so the house is like perfect. If you ever go to the house, these guys, right? It's hard to be at the house at times, isn't it, gentlemen? In fact, this week we've lost a couple guys, actually four guys. Some because of the decisions that they make. Some of them just say, I'm out. And, um, and so what I want to do is... Um, for those of you guys that are still here, I want to encourage you to hold. I want to encourage you to hold. And it's hard. I get it. But just hold firm. And wait for your box of mints to show up. You know? Yeah, it is. But I also want to encourage us as a church that some of you are you're ready to give up in, in the areas of your life. And I just want to encourage you to hold. 
and stand firm with Jesus and allow him to provide for you. And it might be Sour Patch Kids or Mints. It might be whatever, but he is watching over you. And he will leave the rest of us to come find you because that's who our God is. Amen? Amen. 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 Hey, can I have the Teen Challenge guys to come up and line up across the front here? All of you in the house. And, and the famous one, Joseph, we've got to have you come up too. Mikhail, brand new in the house this week. Been serving here at the church already. Oh, you have to keep going. Shane, keep going. No, no, Shane. Hold, Shane, hold. Okay. Shane's faithful. He, when they had opportunity to come up and serve, he's been serving here every single time he comes up. He volunteers and come, works hard all day. Church, I want us to stand and celebrate these men. Can we do that? Can you make a joyful noise to the Lord for these men? Come on, church, make some noise for these gentlemen here today. Thank you, God. So, Jesus, we thank you and we celebrate you, Jesus, today. And your word says that when you are lifted up, that you will draw us to yourself. So thank you for drawing us to yourself. We pray for every single man who stands here, and they represent so many more. Lord, the, the women that are down in Graham this morning, God, and the, the teenage houses in the area, Jesus, that you would touch and transform, because that's what you do. So you do with us. You touch us, you move in us, and you transform us into the things that you want us to do, and you call us into new places. So speak loudly to us, Lord Jesus, and we celebrate you today in your name. Amen. 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 Hey, thank you, church. Great Sunday. If you have more questions, they'll be at the booth in the back. Okay.